0: It is my privilege to come back to the family that pray for us, support us for many years. Archie is a a dear brother. I came to you several years ago and mentioned that our first meeting was in 1991, when the Gulf War was on. And I came to committee mission to the world and Archie was on that committee. And I was appointed a, a team leader of a PCA ministry in Pakistan. It has been a long journey and uh, we are so grateful and privileged to come and report to you that God is at work. It is difficult task that he has called us, but the work is going well. In spite of all ups and downs, the price is heavy. I just wanted to show you very briefly uh, some of the photos that I will leave it here afterward that you can see. Uh, one church, there are many churches who came under attack and uh, the churches were constantly under attack for several years. And uh, this is the scene uh, from where uh, this church looked like a mosque and it was uh, built during the British time, when the Britishers were there. Even when the Britishers were rulers, they had no courage to make it like a church because they, it looked like a mosque and uh, even then there's bullets all over when it was done 150 years ago and uh, came under attack even then. So it's like a, a very difficult thing. Anyway, I won't show all this but just to give you some glimpse that it is a really a heavy price tag that people pay for uh, their belief my name was in the news several times. Um, I just brought a few just to show you. Um, with the photograph and the description um, of the message that I share, um, 23.5 million people uh, in the city. And they can't come to the meeting, but uh, we get the free publicity by the, the media sometime. Which bring problem too, but uh, it is a, a really a great joy to to see all that. But I'll I'll leave that here, so you can see later on uh, the other unbelievable story which was reported by Wall Street Journal. If you receive that on January 27th, this is just a printout. Uh, there are over 4,000 people meeting in Dubai. Uh, 4,000 weekly are meeting in the city of Dubai uh, for worship. Um, it is un- unbelievable things are happening in the Middle East. If devil is at, if God is at work, devil is at work, but we are so privileged to bear witness to His name uh, that is so mighty and powerful. People yet have to see the power of love. People know the power of item bomb, but people yet have to experience the power of love, is greater than the hydrogen bomb can ever have so I will uh, like to share a few things but I also understand that there are some new people who have not met us so I will briefly give you some uh, testimony how I came to know Jesus and did you notice that I say how I came to know Jesus it's a non-American language Uh, the American will say so and so have accepted Jesus grandma was a calling all her neighbors and friends and her relative, because grandma was praying for John, her grandson, and uh, was hoping that grandson will one day accept accept Jesus. And one day he did. And she was so thrilled and happy that John has accepted Jesus. So she called her friends and relative and family, have you heard? John has accepted Jesus. And if I wanted to be close to her. And I would say grandma. How nice of your little grandson. John. Thank you John for accepting Jesus. You were very gracious. You were very kind. You accepted this homeless Jesus. And uh, you are very very gracious. It seems like it is up to me. To accept and reject Jesus. The question is. Will Jesus accept you? When you read John's. Six verse 66 is very easy to remember 666 John 6 chapter 6 and verse 66 knowing the intent of their heart he rejected them our Lord rejected them and that is the point when he said to his apostles they are leaving you want to leave too so it is not up to me to accept or reject I know Jesus is lover of our soul we sing that and we know it he is the lover of our soul but he is also the rejecter of our soul knowing the intent of their heart he let them go so in other words we like to keep focus on ourselves i have accepted jesus from our point of view that is a wrong theology a wrong understanding so a young man an african-american A young man goes to African-American church. And the pastor said, son, have you accepted Jesus? He said, sir, is Jesus lost? I have to accept him. I have to find him. Is he lost? Again, I understand what you are trying to say. Have you found Jesus? No, you can't. Jesus is seeking you. He, the very first voice that you hear, God speaking in the Garden of Eden saying, Adam, where are you? Who is seeking who? A sinful man seeking the Holy God? No. Holy God is seeking a sinful man. Adam, where are you? It's not that because God lost his glasses And now he can't see Adam because of his disobedience. And he is saying, Adam, where are you? No, it means, in East, we say one thing, but we mean something else. So even though the scripture says, Adam, where are you? In reality, it means, what have you done? What have you done? And I know what you have done, but questioning him, holding him accountable, What have you done? So just to explain, I came to know Jesus, but not that I accepted Jesus. Just for a little bit of truth, I gave you such a long uh, talk. But I hope you you understand why it was necessary to explain. I was uh, praying five times a day, reading Quran, trying to please God in every sense that I knew how to please God but I failed miserably. I was going to commit suicide, so I've, it came in the newspaper that somebody drank a kerosene oil, and person was dead. So I thought that is less painful, less expensive, I should do the same. So I drank kerosene oil as much as I knew how, so much so that it started coming out of my nose. And uh, to my surprise, I did not die. The man reported in the newspaper, he died. But I, I didn't. It was a very disappointing experience at that time because I wanted to kill myself and I failed. But I never gave up. It seemed like somebody was after me trying to see me get killed and there was somebody who was trying to save me. And the second attempt that I made, I wanted to kill myself with a knife and the desire to kill myself was so deep in my heart that, uh, and also the desire to pray to Jesus was so real because Muslim believe Jesus is alive Muslim believe Jesus was born without human father and there are many Christians who don't believe virgin birth and they call themselves Christian but Muslim believe Jesus was born through a virgin mother and they believe Jesus performed miracle, raised dead and give sight to the blind, touch and heal lepers, and they also believe Muhammad is dead and buried, but Jesus is alive in fourth heaven. So that is the part of the belief. So I felt that it, you know, if Jesus is alive, he can answer. So I still remember my prayer word to word. Do you want to hear my prayer, Isa? that is Arabic for Jesus Isa, Jesus is it true that you went on the cross because Muslims don't believe that Jesus went on the cross is it true that you went on the cross or is it a western man made story if it is true why don't you show me yourself a little worm like me saying to the maker of heaven and earth show me yourself it is amazing. a stubborn man like me challenging the maker of heaven and earth, show me yourself. I'm not a charismatic kind of a person. But I felt like somebody walk in my room. I did not see anything with my eyes, but I knew that somebody is there. And a voice coming to my own head thought over and over like a broken record. You talk about other people living double life. What about you? And it was like watching video of myself, the kind of person that I was. Another thought come to my mind, is there anything wrong with me? Like at that point, my eyes were open and I was able to see who Jesus is. For the lack of language, English is not my first language, it is my third language. For the lack of language, I put it this way. It seems all my questions were answered without even knowing what the questions were. And they were all answered without even knowing what the answers were. Complete satisfaction. Gospel was placed in my heart without knowing what the gospel is. And that's how I came to know Jesus. Went to church, took baptism, and that very night, I made this statement prayerfully Jesus if you allow me I'm glad I use the right language the Holy Spirit allow me to use the right language if you allow me I will bring Muslims home I wish I knew what I was saying it has been long journey I was 21 years old when I came to know Jesus and uh, I am engaged in church planting I was teaching in Sunday school this morning and explained that we don't believe in four gospel. If we believe in four gospel, then I believe in the fifth gospel and explained the fifth gospel is you and me. We are living letters of Christ written not by ink, but written by his blood. If we are the living, walking, talking, eating, sleeping, grumbling, complaining, laughing, crying letters of Christ that make you and me the fifth gospel. And then explain, there is only one gospel, one baptism, one hope. And I also ask question, what is the gospel? And then they said, good news. I said, okay, what is good stand for? And the good stand for holy, good stand for God. And that's why somebody asked Jesus, oh, good teacher. And Jesus said, why do you call me good? Don't you know only God is good? That is your proof. That good stand for God, good stand for holy. And that's why we call it Good Friday. Doesn't mean, oh, very good, very good. Jesus is crucified on Good Friday. No, Good Friday means God's Friday. Holy Friday. Sober Friday. Time to reflect and think what happened that day. People always ask questions and I always ask questions because I think this is the best way to communicate with people. We learn that art from Jesus. Jesus, you ask him one question, he will ask you two questions. And he always responds question with question. I wish I had time to go through the details, but uh, I was in uh, one hospital in Karachi and somebody asked me, how was church born? Where was church born? I was absolutely shocked with with that question. So I said, well, we are standing in the hospital and babies are born in hospitals. And uh, you ask me question, where was church born? If you would have asked me when the church was established, where it was established, I would have given you history from Acts of the Apostles and giving you the name and gone through a little bit of history of the early church. But since you ask me question, where the church is born, I give you answer, keeping the baby's birth in mind and give you answer that way. So I want to share that answer with you and then read God's word and uh I'll give you a little bit more uh, about the message that I, Lord, put on my heart. I said, when was you know in Christian faith we call Jesus is our bridegroom. If Jesus is our bridegroom, who are we? We are his? You say it like you mean it. You know, don't say half-heartedly. Now, I'm going to ask you the same question again. If Jesus is our bridegroom, who are we? Yes. Bride. Very good. So that means you're not sleeping, you're listening. Now remember, go to the early pages of the scripture, book of Genesis or takween and read the account, how the first bride was made. Where the first bride came from. The bridegroom was in deep sleep. Remember that story? From Genesis. The bridegroom is in deep sleep. And the surgery took place. No anesthesia was given. No blood was shed. And the eve came out of the rib of Adam. First bridegroom in deep sleep. Now... This bride also came from the rib of the Lord. He is our bridegroom. The only difference is. The first bridegroom was in deep sleep. The second Adam was in deep agony. And deep pain. Absolutely naked. Lying on the cross. And they opened his rib. And this bride came out. See the difference? We are... His bride came out of his raven. But the first Adam was in deep sleep. And the second Adam was in deep pain and deep agony. So what a beautiful image to remember who we are in Christ. And what price this bridegroom has paid for you and for me. Sometimes people ask uh, uh, wrong questions and I always like to correct the answer. If the answer is not correct, how can you answer wrong question? Somebody asked me a question, is there life after death? I said, this is a wrong question. Oh, it's a wrong question? Yes. He said, tell me how it is a wrong question. I said, didn't you say, is there life after death? He said yes. I said in life there is no death. And in death there is no life. You are asking wrong question. In life there is no death. And in death there is no life. Of course just to get his attention. I always make shocking uh, statement. So to get their attention and pay attention to understand the answer. And this is what I want to briefly share with you and then give you uh, some other um, things that are very close to my heart for this morning. But before that, this is a second uh, uh, question and I am answering that question. A pastor lost his wife due to cancer. Three grown, uh, small children. I forgot the pastor's name. I learned that story from my brother Ravi Zachariah a little six years old girl asked daddy daddy if Jesus died for us why mama has to die what a nice question we are in the season of Lent and we will be talking about the cross and we will be talking about the gospel and the great sacrifice that our Lord has offered if Jesus died for us why mama has to die a great teacher of the scripture was unable to answer his own 6 years old daughter he said honey i know what you are saying but not today few days later about a week later when they were all going to graveyard and the pastor is sitting with his 6 years old daughter in the car and they are driving to graveyard the pastor remembered the question he said honey You said if Jesus died for us. Why mama has to die? Yes daddy. You want to know the answer? Yes daddy. He said you see that 18 wheeler truck coming our way? Yes daddy. Will it be okay if that truck goes over us? Or will it be okay if the shadow of the truck goes over us? A little girl think about that. Because the position of their car was such and the position of sun was at that that when the 18-wheeler truck will pass by, the shadow of the truck will be on their car. And the little girl wanted to understand that big question. And he said, Daddy, if the 18-wheeler truck goes over us, we will be dead just like Mama is dead. But if the shadow of the truck goes over us, it won't hurt. We will not die. And he said what was your question? If Jesus died for us, why mama has to die? He said yes daddy. He said honey, the 18 wheeler truck of death went over Jesus. What your mother has gone through is just the shadow of the death. Not death. 18 wheeler of death went over Jesus. What your mother has gone through is just the shadow of death not death. Now brother and sister I want you to think of Psalm 23. I know you know the Psalm by heart. Even if I please read with me even if I walk through the Did you say shadow of death? Even if I walk to the valley of shadow of death, not death In absolute darkness there are no shadows Do you know that? That's a simple science In absolute absolute darkness there are no shadows Where do you see shadow? When you are under light If there is no light, there is no shadow So Jesus is the light to the world. And if we are going through the shadow of death, there has to be light. Jesus is there with you, even when you and I will go through the death. Even when we walk through the valley of shadow of death. I will have no fear because my Lord, my master is there. The great Emmanuel is with us. And behold, I will be with you always. That's his promise even when we go through the valley of death. What an encouraging gospel we have. What a glorious hope we have. And late, lastly on this subject, I want to share with you during the Easter time, we will repeat this verse and we will read over and over again. O death, where is your? Sin. One more time. You are not saying wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, O death, where is? Sin. You want to know where the stink is gone? What is the wages of sin? Death. death if the wages of sin is death, till cross, death was biting sinful people. But on the cross, for the first time in the history of mankind, death took bite of the most holy, the most innocent, and death died. That way the victory was won. That way the sting is gone. And we are in that hope We believe in, not death, but in life. When the accident happened in the airplane, what are we looking for? Black black box. So our spirit is our black box. Everything is recorded there. This will not die. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But our soul will live forever because this is the breath of God will not die in life there is no death and in death there is no life so Jesus is life and there is no death in him and the victory was won so we walk in that victory and now very briefly I know the you know in our part of the world I have shared that with you you guys have watches but you have no time And our people don't have watches, but they have all the time in the world. So our teaching time is about um, two, I normally teach for two and a half to three hours every week. And that is uh, very unusual. Even in Pakistan, if you talk more than 20 minutes, people will be very bored. But in our little fellowship, we talk for many hours. And because we only meet once a week. So I just want to very uh, briefly give you one other uh, idea. You know, I don't know whether you heard this before, but 20th century was the worst century for Christians in the entire world. 20th century was the worst century. More Christians were killed in the 20th century that put all 2,000 years together. What a terrible thing for me to say that more Christians were killed in the 20th century than put all the 2,000 years together. This is all documented. It is all true. But what a terrible word I use that they were killed. Are we not using the word martyred anymore? Who was the first martyred in the Christian history? Acts of the Apostle. Remember the name? Pardon? Pardon? Stephen, you know that name. And I just want you to think of that image. They are stoning Stephen to death. He kneeled down, put his hand up and he's looking up and the prayer is recorded. Won't read the whole thing. But he said, I see heaven open. This is the testimony of our brother Stephen, the first martyr in Christian faith. I see heaven heaven open and what was the next thing he said when he see heaven is open what he is seeing there a son of God standing at the right hand of the father did you notice that Son of God standing at the right hand of the father. This is the first time my friend and the last time that you read the son of God is standing and not sitting. Every place else you read son of God is sitting at the right hand of the father. But he is going to receive his first martyr. He is standing to receive Stephen.